Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Are Hockey Warriors podcast, where I find the time to discuss some of what we're doing in Rochester, New York community, uh, mostly, right? Uh, but I also like to do episodes, you know, for across the nation. But today I sit down with Al McLiberty, who I've known for about seven years now. He was one of the first people I met uh, when I moved back to Rochester and I started working at L3 Harris. Um, he is um, a, a very active member of our community for supporting veterans. Um, so we, we talk a, a lot about that. He was the one that first introduced me to Shootout for Soldiers held in Canadagua. And he also um, is part of the serve board uh, for L3 Harris. So, you know, we do some events together in the community for, for L3 Harris too as well. Um, I had to cut into the recording about 10 minutes in because we met at Sager Beer Works and the background noise was a little bit distracting. So apologize for that up front. But again, I'm not really after turning this into a professional set. Um, okay, so with that, I am going to cut over to our conversation, which is for about 30 minutes. And I hope that you find it informative and helpful. Uh, most of all, I hope to see everyone in the community come out and support in big numbers this year the Shootout for Soldiers 2022 in Canadagua, New York. Here's the podcast. And He knew I was uh, an Air Force veteran and one day he was he stopped by my desk and he said, what are you doing for Flag Day? And I said, nothing. He's like, well, do you want to hand out flags for Flag Day and and uh, collect money for the Veterans Outreach Center? Which is still going today. Well, and I said, sure. And then my, my next statement was, what's the Veterans Outreach Center? And then he told oh. me what the Veterans Outreach Center was. And I said, absolutely, sign me up. Uh, so in uh, about three months, four months, I will do my 23rd consecutive Flag Day uh, get, you know, donation gathering for the Veterans Outreach Center. So there's, there's some so, so that's how I got tied into it. Um, and then when, when the Veterans Outreach Center started their Pound the Ground 5K, mm -hmm. I started volunteering for that. Did you I've run in it too? Or? Uh, I've run in it. I've worked registration. What was your best time? I did 47.30. 47.30? I did wow, 47.30. Like you said you were in the Air Force, right? Yeah, That's no, a good uh, Air Force time. Uh, right that was a good there. Air Force time, yeah. <laughs> cut me some slack. I was, I was 58 years old when I did oh, a 47. 50, oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I we'll I get cut a you little some bit, slack. Yeah, we'll me cut some you slack, slack there. on that one. Yeah. Um, so I've helped with uh, registration. I've helped with road marshals uh, for, for the last several years. Uh, L3 Harris has provided the people for the uh, water stops. So we hand out right. water to people running, right. yeah. basically whatever they want to do. Um, and about a year and a half ago, I decided to step up my game a little bit more. Um, so for the last year and a half, I've been working in what's called the Quartermaster's Pantry at yeah. the Veterans Outreach Center. And right. we basically have the capability of taking a veteran who has nothing, getting him or her clothed, yeah. fed, cleaned up. Mm -hmm. uh, potentially moved into one of the homeless shelters for the Veterans Outreach Center and getting them on the track to getting their lives back together 
uh, eliminating addiction problems there may be, helping with job training, interview skills, resume building, and hopefully get them uh, you know, employed and living on their own. It, correct me if I'm wrong, the Veterans Outreach Center here in Rochester is the largest. It's not the largest. Of, or one of the biggest. It is the oldest continuously functioning ah, private yep. veteran support groups in the United States. Yeah. The, the three guys who founded it came back from Vietnam in 1973. So yeah. we're just under a year away from celebrating our 50th uh, anniversary. Yeah. And they saw the, the conditions and the treatment of the guys getting off the airplane, coming back from Vietnam, and they say, this is not how our veterans are gonna be treated here in Rochester. So they basically organically built this organization, and we are the largest continuously running veteran support group, private yeah. support group in the United States of America. Yeah, that's, that's amazing that Rochester's got that. And Rochester. little, things, little things like that, that Rochester, New York is yeah. not known for, but yeah. would love for everybody to know. Well, right? I, th I think some, I read somewhere that uh, per capita, people in Rochester donate more of their time than any other city in the United States. Yeah. So I think you see a lot of that and people do take great care of the people, and especially the veterans. And that's why I think Shootout for Soldiers has been so successful in this community the last couple of years. Yeah, Shootout for Soldiers, we'll get onto that one sure. in a little bit. Sure, sure. That's coming from a small town too, Canandaigua. Well, right? I mean, yeah, that's I, not a big place. So, you say Canandaigua and you're yeah. from California, well, what, the hell, what, the, what the hell is that? I'll tell you a funny story. The first year we held it, which was 2017, so we're coming up on our 50 year anniversary this year. They put out the list of places where they were having the events. Long Island, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Atlanta, Boston, Boston yeah. and Canandaigua, New York. Yeah. Okay, was... and you know the funniest thing about that story? The first day they put it up on the website, they spelled Canandaigua wrong. <laughs> they spelled the town I mean, wrong. That is a so lot of syllables. It's a lot of syllables. A lot of phrases. Marine, Marine was in I charge said, of so I, so I had to send. I sent them an email. Hey, you guys. I sent them an email. I said, Hey, you guys spelled Ken and Dagua wrong, and yeah. they got it right the next day. But <laughs> and if you look at it to this day, I mean, we are the smallest community hosting a shootout for soldiers event by one tenth. You know, Ken and is a city of 40,000 people. And we're going up and competing with cities that have three or four hundred thousand people, or even three or four million people. Yeah. Right. So the fact that we've been able to sustain this for as long as we have, and continue to grow it, is, is a is a tribute to everybody involved with the event. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how much you've raised, but sure. What get what what got you into lacrosse? I mean, I you're you're very um, big into lacrosse. I know yeah. you're you're rapping or you had rapped at one point in time. No, so I. Okay. What's the draw? I mean, why? Um, why lacrosse? Well, I played in my first game in 1977 on the freshman lacrosse team at Yorktown High School, which is about 40 miles north of New York City. Uh, played all the way through high school. Played a little bit in college, but. Uh, 18-year-old me realized I had a choice of either playing lacrosse or graduating from college. So 18-year-old me made the right decision and decided to focus a little bit more on the academics. Plus, I was going to school on an Air Force ROTC scholarship, so I had to do all the ROTC activities and extracurriculars associated with that. And I just knew something had to give, and it was lacrosse. Uh, I was completely out of the sport for about 10 years. 
And then one morning on a Sunday, I'm reading the box score in the local paper, and there's a little ad at the bottom right-hand corner that says, Wanted Boys High School Lacrosse Officials, free training, dial this number. Uh, that was 28 springs ago. Uh, I just started my 28th year of officiating uh, high school and college lacrosse in the area. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I've also been heavily involved with USA lacrosse, which is the equivalent to USA, USA hockey. hockey. So five years ago, when I heard that they were doing a 24-hour lacrosse marathon mm -hmm. that was going to be supported by USA lacrosse mm -hmm. that was taking place in Canandaigua, I said, that is the perfect charity for me to get involved with. Yeah. So the first year, basically, I just scheduled and organized the lacrosse officials. Mm -hmm. And then for the last four, four and a half years, mm -hmm. I'm on the board. I'm helping with uh, organizing the, the, the tournament, raising money through getting corporate sponsors. Uh, I've helped write the script and organize the opening ceremony. Right. Yeah. Uh, and probably the thing that I'm most proud of and involved with, uh, last year I got Whiskey 7. I was just about to mention well, that. I, got, I can see the 50-year-old Al going, yeah. one day I'm going to get a fly So, over. So I, I, I called the uh, Geneseo Warbirds Museum every year for the first four years. Yeah. And every year Whiskey 7 had a conflict until last year. So last year we got Whiskey 7 to do a flyover of our opening mm. ceremony. And this year Whiskey 7 will be back. Yeah. So I'm Where's proud the of... the video of that? Um, is there a video there's, somewhere? There's video of it. I can get you some video of that. Yep. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, we have yeah. some video that's on the Shootout for Soldiers Canandaigua page. Oh, it is. Um, okay. This year we're going to try to do a couple more things that I'm going to try to work with them. This is not set in stone. We're going to try to get video from the aircraft down to the ground. So get pictures, get live video from the aircraft as it passes over Canandaigua Stadium. Oh, okay. The other thing that I'm not sure they can do, I don't know if what rules it might break, we're going to try to get some lacrosse balls dropped from the aircraft, the aircraft? To, the, to the field. <laughs> Once again, I, I, I yeah. can't tell you it's going to happen, but those are a couple yeah. things that I'm working on this year. I, mean, I guess you could do that if you put like, a little parachute on Yeah, on exactly. Balls, that, right? That's my idea. It would yeah. be a, basically a bag of lacrosse balls yeah, attached to a parachute that they can drop as they approach the stadium, yeah. and hopefully we're in a position to catch it. And that would be the ball that we use for the 24-hour game? And that would be all we could or use. One of, one of the balls we could use for the 24-hour game. So, oh, that's a pretty neat idea. We'll, we'll see what if it, what happens. Yeah. And if it, once again... If it doesn't yeah. happen this year, maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Right. So, so how long have you been refereeing for, for lacrosse now? Uh, this is my 28th year for high school wow. and my 24th year for college. Right. So this is so, your sport. Right here. Um, this is it. It's, this a, is your, it's my passion. It's one, one I think, of your passions. I think the same way that all your players feel about hockey mm -hmm. yeah, is yeah. the way I feel about lacrosse. I, I can't skate. So I, I'm never going to be, mm -hmm. I, I love the game of hockey. I appreciate the, the athletic ability that you guys have. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed at the athletic ability that your officials have. Yeah. To be able to skate like that and then to call the game at the same time, yeah, I'm right. really, really impressed with hockey officials. Yeah. And they kind of blow me away. They're, I respect them even more than lacrosse officials because yeah. at the end of the day, we're just running. running. To, be able, to be able to call the game and skate is, yeah. is beyond my capabilities. That's one of my arguments You know, when I talk to people about football you know, or yeah. soccer. Yeah. Say, hey, everybody's born to run. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
you know, yeah. it's crawl, walk, run, yeah. you know, at a very young age. Yeah. But to play hockey? To play skate, well, to skate, yeah. You know, you got to put skates on. you got to work yeah. at that. Yeah, like I said, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I love the game, the hockey. It's just uh, I'm uh, a sideline spectator rather than an active participant. Yeah. So, so how did you um, how did you learn about veteran hockey? I mean, uh, the from military you. hockey. Well, Excuse from you. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. All so right. for those listening, Jim and I sit in a cube farm. We're yeah. we're 50 feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> and we just I think it came up one day at lunch that you were running this all veteran hockey team. Yeah. And I for thought fun. It, for fun. Yeah. yeah. It just your passion, right? Yeah. Just like. And so my first reaction was, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And my next reaction it was, and I think that my next thing out of my mouth was, would you guys like to play in a 24-hour lacrosse tournament? Yeah. And, right. and you looked at me kind of funny, and then your eyes lit up. You said, sure, we can play in a 24-hour yeah. lacrosse tournament. We weren't and not doing anything anyway in the summertime. There's a lot of crossover. I mean, I don't, I don't know so if you know this. Yeah. Some, uh, I mean, every, those who saw him play say that Wayne Gretzky was a better lacrosse player than he was a hockey player. I, I can't confirm or deny that, but uh, you know there's that. Um, one of my favorite players, uh, I w- actually went to college with Adam Oates, who played all those years. He's now uh, yeah, really? I, all, I went. I actually, a, I actually had one of my favorite players. I had on. one class with Adam Oates at RPI. Wow. He was part of our national uh, our national NCAA championship team in 1985. Left okay. RPI, got drafted in the NHL, yeah. had a sterling career, Hall of Famer, yeah. uh, became a coach, I think at least the, for the Capitals. He was a captain. Uh, yeah. He was a captain for the Washington Capitals. He was a captain years. for the Washington Capitals. A couple of playoff um, appearances. So obviously I feel uh, a huge affinity for him. Mm-hmm. I watched him help win a national championship for my alma mater. Um, and like I said, my claim to fame is I did take one class with him yeah. as an undergraduate. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think of the concept of veteran hockey? I think it's an absolutely wonderful idea. Uh, I think the fact that you guys and girls get to bond together mm-hmm. in, a, in an environment that has nothing to do with being in the military, other than you have that shared experience in the background, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think it's a good, healthy outlet for people who may be under some stress from their veteran experiences. So I I wholeheartedly support it. I wish you guys nothing but the best. Um, And if we could get to the point where the equivalent existed in the lacrosse world, I'd be all for it. But just getting you guys to come out and play every year at Shootout for Soldiers makes me extremely happy. That first year we came out and we played in the last game, you know, the last veteran game. And it was, you know, hockey players versus, you know, the rest of the lacrosse veterans that that show up every year. And I, I forget who it was that was... He was sort of announcing the game, yep. you know, as yeah. we were playing. Yeah. And, you know, we've never experienced that before. Yep. Nobody's really announcing a hockey yeah. game. But yeah. to show up to a lacrosse game yeah. and a really, really nice day, a sunny day. A sunny and somebody's, day. somebody's in the background going, oh, well, those are hockey players right yeah. there for you. You know, yeah. lowering the shoulder and, put, you know, putting the jacks on. That was Devin York. He's the head Devin coach. York is Devin okay. York is the head men's lacrosse coach at Kennedy mm-hmm. Academy. And uh, he's another one of the organizers, uh, founding members of the event. Yeah, I apologize, and I forgot his name. It was like yep. four years ago, but great uh, like guy. I said, it'll be five years now. Yeah. So we, yeah. 2017 was the first year. This will be our fifth year, and I think you. So, where we stand as of today, in the four years that we have held the event, we have raised over two hundred forty-two thousand dollars for yeah. national and local charities. 
Yeah. Uh, so, with essentially no effort, we'll get to a quarter of a million dollars this year. Yeah. Our goal for this year is $60,000 raised for this year's event. Last year we did $69,000. Um, I think we set the bar too low this year, but I think we'll I think we'll crush this year's. Uh, who was the total. Who was the next best fundraising city? Well, the best fundraising city is Long Island. Okay, I want to say Long Island raised $176,000 last year. Wow. Now. There are 13 million people that live on Long Island. Right, yeah. So I'm, give, I'm giving us a little bit of slack. Yeah, okay. For sure, yeah. Well, I mean, Kennedy was 35,000 people. Uh, Kennedy was 35,000 people. Maybe if you draw a circle around Kennedy, mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's say you draw a 30 mile circle around Kennedy, 500,000 people, mm -hmm. maybe, yeah. including the city of Rochester. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we finished middle of the pack last year, but, you know, we're a very small city. One of the things we're very proud of last year, we raised more than the Baltimore uh, tournament or yeah. event. So, we, we, once again, think about yeah. the, si the relative size of Baltimore right. to Canandaigua. Yeah. So, we're not the biggest, we're not the biggest dollar amount, but we like to think we're the best yeah. and we are the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing that we're striving for in Canandaigua, it's not about the lacrosse. I mean, yeah. the lacrosse is a vehicle. The lacrosse is the bones in the body, but we want people to show up. We want people to have fun with all the other events we do around the, mm -hmm. the lacrosse field. And then simultaneously, we want to honor our veterans. So we're trying to strike the balance that, yeah, the lacrosse is there. Yes, the lacrosse is important, but it's not just about the lacrosse. And you don't, know how to, you don't have to know how to spell the word lacrosse. Mm -hmm. And you can still show up, show up for shootout for soldiers yeah. and have a good time. Get your T-shirt. Right? Get your T-shirt. Go get yeah. go get your funnel cake at one of the uh, yeah, at one of the tr food trucks. That's right, go right. hit the sledgehammer. Try your strength. See if you can hit the bell, bell at the top. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have bands this year. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have giant Jenga. We're gonna have sumo wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have a uh, kid's water balloon flight over on the box field. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get a Ferris wheel. I think one of your questions is, yeah. what's the one thing yeah. that we've been unsuccessful on? Every year we say, we're going to find a Ferris wheel. Yeah. We still haven't found a Ferris wheel, but that doesn't mean we have given up trying. <laughs> I mean, so be some if anybody out there is listening and yeah, knows how to get us to get a hold of a Ferris wheel. There's got to be a carny out there we, somewhere. We, well, we're, we're looking. We're looking for a Ferris wheel, and then on top of that, we're looking for a Ferris wheel for free. So, okay. so we're looking yeah. for somebody who's willing to donate yeah. a Ferris Time. wheel for two, two and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a tough pot, but if anybody yeah. can do it, we can. I mean, I saw bounce houses out there. We had bounce houses. We've had water slides. Um, you know, we tried to mix it up a little family, bit this year. Family very family friendly. Um, the other thing that we've done, I think you saw last year. We're hooked up with the local Quilts of Valor organization, yep, yep. and their goal is to give uh, a combat every combat veteran in America a quilt, right. to, a personalized quilt to honor their sacrifice and service for the country. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been involved the last four years. They'll be involved again this year. Mm -hmm. And if you can come and see anything, our opening ceremony is awesome. And the Quilts of Valor presentation is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. who are some of the people that you've had in the past come and 
and, and visit shootout for soldiers for, for the opening ceremony? Well, uh, for, for two years, uh, 2018, 2019, Gary Bykirk was one of our keynote uh, inspirers. Yeah. God rest his soul. Um, great guy, one of the most humble human beings I've ever met in my life. Same here. One of the one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. So uh, he was one of our keynote opening day speakers for 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. We were canceled for 2020, and then with his decline in his health in 2021, he couldn't make it. Right, yeah. So uh, we're going to figure out a way to honor Gary this year, um, awesome. and and whatever the right thing is appropriate to honor him and his mm-hmm. legacy. But we've been very very fortunate to have him involved. Uh, the mayor of Canandaigua comes out every year. Uh, the local state senator comes out this every year. Uh, Pete, the mayor Kennedy, has been our MC in the past. I don't know if he's coming this year. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a very organic, local flavored, but honorable and honoring event that uh, I'm very proud to be associated with. When the Patriot Guard riders came in, yep. you know, during yep. the opening ceremony, that yep. kind of takes your yep. breath away a little bit, you know? Yep. You get that little patriotic feeling yep. that, um, yep. yeah, you just, it's kind of like going to a hockey game and listening yeah. to the national anthem, yeah. right? Yep. You know, you're like, yeah, let's play some hockey, you know? When the Patriot Guard riders come through, it's like, geez, you know, with I'm, the mic- I'm, I'm with getting, the motor- pretty, getting pretty pumped up right now. Yep, the, the <laughs> motorcycles come right through the stadium, literally, literally down the side of the track and around, yeah. the, around the field. Uh, yeah, I love that. Think they're gonna come back this year. They'll be back. Yeah. They'll, the Patriot yeah. Guard will be back. Um, That's a great group. I'd love yeah. to have them come out and, yep. on the podcast and yep. talk to. Yep. Talk to me. Uh, we're we're gonna have. Uh, we typically have a, a bagpipe group that comes and supports us. Uh, a couple of color guards that come out to support us. Yeah. We have the local recruiting groups from all the services come out and support us. Um, I can't give you all the details, primarily because we're still uh, over six months away, yeah. but uh, I guarantee the opening ceremony will be awesome. Yeah. That much I can guarantee. That's cool. That's yeah, very cool. So. Well, um, so we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, the flyover, yep. right? And yeah. um, getting, what was it, Whiskey 7. Whiskey 7, for Whiskey those seven. who don't know, I think most people know this. Whiskey 7, I believe, is one of only three still functioning flying uh, C-47 that actually dropped paratroopers on D-Day. It also dropped paratroopers on Operation Market Garden. So it is a flying tribute to history and a flying tribute to, you know, the ultimate sacrifice that so many people made, especially on June 6, 1944. Two weeks ago, the last guy who was dropped by Whiskey Seven passed away. Wow. So yeah, so here yeah, I we think are. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So here we are, 78 years later, I mean, in the last. I would come who, to the opening ceremony just to see that. I. You know, well, just to see the little air show. Be there. One of three. I believe. I believe the number. It's one of can, three. You can count the number of planes C-47s that are still flying. From uh, from D Day, you can count them all in one hand and have a couple fingers left over. Yeah. It's, it's 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 two or three or four. It's a small number, yeah, yeah. you know. And and who knows how much longer they're going to be flying? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Whiskey Seven threw an engine last year and it cost them over a hundred thousand dollars to replace it. 
Wow. Well, because, you know, Ooh. who's building C-47 engines now yeah. 78 years after the fact, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you get a chance to see Whiskey 7 uh, fly at any time, uh, the Genesee, War Genesee Warbirds Museum Air Show this year is June 4th and 5th. Once again, they do a great job. You see Whiskey 7, you get to see a whole bunch of World War II vintage aircraft flying. That's another yeah. good time. Yeah. If you're not doing anything that weekend, that's a really good time. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. It's really so. good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that event. So, um, tell me, how many teams mm -hmm. actually come and play in the shootout for soldiers. Well, so it's a 24 the, the, hour game. The, the, the idea, the hope is to get 48 teams to sign Let's up. That's, the, that's okay. the goal. We've always fallen a little bit short, okay, but there's always next year or there's always this year. Mm -hmm. And the goal is any team to play has to raise $1,500. The entry fee is $1,500. Mm -hmm. So every hour we raise at least $3,000, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the floor. We, right. There's no ceiling on what teams can raise. Right. I know um, Seneca County Sheriffs are a huge supporter of mm -hmm. our uh, our char charity event. Mm -hmm. They come out every year. Um, I think they raised between seven and eight thousand dollars last year, when all they had to do was raise fifteen hundred. Uh, Rich Crowley, our yeah. co-worker, uh, yeah. we have a, a, a retired Navy Chief, Richard yeah. Crowley. Uh, he he regularly by himself raises between three and four thousand dollars. Wow. He he is well. Think about it. If he's raised four thousand dollars times five years, he himself he's probably right around twenty thousand dollars that he has just raised himself. just himself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you have you have a couple people that are really really into it, yeah. but you also have you know youth teams where they're basically collecting lunch money. You know, yeah. and that's fine too. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all green. We don't care where it comes from. <laughs> uh, raise as much or as little as you can. Yeah. But uh, no, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and then who are some of the the um, the biggest volunteer groups? Well, I mean, the, 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 the city of Canandaigua, the, the residents provide seventy five percent of the volunteers. Uh, so that's a huge group. I mean, they're doing uh, everything from from the putting up the flag. Uh, you know, we get I mean, there. Referee. We how, get, how many volunteers would you say it takes average, to run? It takes a hundred people. A hundred people. It takes yeah. from from yeah. from the moment we shut we show up Friday afternoon to set up to yeah. Sunday afternoon when we're tearing down. We need a hundred people to make the thing run. We got to keep. We got to keep the field going. We got to keep the announcers going. We got to keep the carnival going at the end of the field. Uh, last year we ran the snack bar. This year we're hoping to have enough food trucks so we don't have to run the snack bar. That was one of the hard things we had last year. A lot of food trucks were taking the summer off because of COVID, but we got a bunch coming in this year. Uh, we run the cake wheel. There's a cake wheel where we get people to donate cakes. And yeah. you spin the wheel, and you get you get a, we get a cake or yeah. cookies. Uh, so we have volunteers who bring us the cakes. We have volunteers yeah. that bring out the cakes. They run the cake wheel, uh, getting the band set up on our bandstand, um, water bottles, announcing, yeah. you name it. Like I said, it, it takes a village, and we have a village, and we're very very lucky 
that the people of Canandaigua are just so supportive yeah. of the event and the veterans. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get the VA right around the corner too. And, and, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a there's that veteran feel. Yeah, right? there's a veteran feel. Well, yeah. one of our major both sponsors and recipients of our uh, donations is the Blue Star Mothers of Canandaigua. Mm -hmm. Up until very recently, they had their building, their canteen was right on the campus of, of the, the VA. VA. Right, yep. Unfortunately, due to renovations uh, on the VA property two years ago, they lost that building. They've opened up, up in a new location in Canandaigua, but it's not quite as convenient as being right on the VA campus. Well, who's running the Blue Star Mothers in Canandaigua? Uh, I do not know the current woman's name who runs it, okay? okay. Jane Halstead. Jane Halstead. Jane, well, Jane Halstead is... She's a big is, part of this. She's a big part. So Jane is a huge contributor. She's a member of Blue Star Mothers. Mm -hmm. Her daughter um, graduated from West Point, West Point two years ago. or was it, I think it was two years ago. Mm -hmm. She's now in uh, medical school at Walter Reed. Mm -hmm. So she's soon going to be a, uh, a combat uh, doctor for the Army. Um, so the Halstead family is one of the biggest supporters of the event. Her husband Jeff, another person who's at all the events, uh, he runs a dentistry practice in Canandaigua. He's one of our annual donators. So the Halsteads are just one of those families that really appreciate and are willing to support and do almost anything to help veterans. And they're just an example. They're not. There's plenty of people. Other people. They're volunteering like that. their time. They're volunteering their time. They're volunteering people the like money. People like that, right? Yeah. That make this happen. Right? No really one. Is. No one. No one. Not. <laughs> no one is getting rich on this event. No one's no. getting a dime on this event. Yeah. We get a. We literally get a free T-shirt every year. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's we, the swag we, for all the teams. We, 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 is a T-shirt. a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we gather enough money through through the registration well, fee. I take that back. I that think I got a helmet too. Yeah. I think John let me out a. Let you have a helmet. helmet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, which was nice of him. It's a very nice of him. But like I said, we're <laughs> that's what I used at the box game. Yeah, you know, the box the, game. Uh, should we cross. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, we first time ever, right? This has ever happened. This is, as and we guess have, what? It uh, came in Rochester again. The, yeah. Rochester, it's your first Veterans Outreach Center, longest standing Veterans Outreach Center. Now we just treading new territory for the lacrosse. We we. Jim and I, we'll, we'll both reach. I'm patting Jim on the back right now. Yeah, uh, patting. So, uh, yeah, we pulled together the first ever all veterans halftime game at the halftime of any national lacrosse game ever. Pro sports. Pro sports. Yeah, for pro And uh, we had about 25 guys out, including a whole bunch of the Flower City Warriors. So, anybody who was out there that night, thank you. I mean, we pulled it off. I had some doubts up to and including a couple days beforehand. Where were we going to get enough bodies? Was it going to go okay? Was was it going to look like lacrosse? Was was no one going to get hurt? Mm -hmm. And I think all the things that I wanted to see happen that evening came to fruition. And I have seen nothing but very positive buzz. Uh, I've seen now hundreds of pictures on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah. Team Win White and Blue has blasted it out all over the country. 
shootout for soldiers that blasted out all over the country. And I was reading a whole uh, Facebook stream today on all these people asking, how do I make this happen in my in city? My city. Yeah, yeah. Well, the answer is a bunch of crazy volunteers. You need to go talk to your local yeah. NLL franchise, mm -hmm. and you need to say, I need a halftime. We want right. to play lacrosse. Right, yeah. And it's not more complicated than that, right. but you got to make it happen. I mean, it's only five minutes, right? Oh, we made it five minutes. So, so er everybody there. said, why was it so short? So yeah. next year we'll get ten. Next yeah. year I'm, a, I'm, more, I'm a, next year we'll get that. Maybe we can get the field after the game yeah, and play uh, the full game, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think they <laughs> can seen, do that. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that happen in hockey. Yeah, it can happen. It could happen in hockey. hockey. I think but, that would depend on how fast they have to break down the field for whatever the next yeah, game is. Usually, game, usually right. the Amherst, you know, yeah. it depends on when the next Amherst game is. Um, so on the so. Flower City Warriors side, I looked at our yeah. Facebook page. And it tells me how many people that um, that it reached. You know, we posted with our picture, you know, for some of the shots that we that we had from the game, mm -hmm. and we reached almost a thousand people. So there you that, go on that Facebook post, you which know? is pretty amazing. You you know, you for a non-hockey yeah. you know, type team, um, we got a bunch of new followers. It was it was really neat. It was really neat to see it's, that. It, you know so, what? You know what this one was all about, Jim. This yeah. was throwing a rock in the water and yeah. seeing where the ripples go. Yeah, That's all right. we needed to do. We needed to yeah. get the rock in the water, yeah. and now the waves are going to spread out to other NLL cities and other locations for shootout for soldiers. Yeah. And you know, yeah. who knows where it will lead? Yeah. But you got to start somewhere. So that's where we started. Of, sort of uh, your claim to fame, right there, is getting that, getting that started. I'm going uh, yeah. to pat you on the back. Well, here's here's what I'm going to I'm going I'm to say. There's there's a correlation here. I remember the very first Winter Classic. Mm -hmm. I was in officer school. It was in 2008. Mm -hmm. The very first professional NHL Real outdoor hockey, hockey game yeah. started yeah. in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and, and I was drawing those similarities yeah. going, yeah. hey, you know what? The Buffalo Sabres, yeah. you know, played they started outside, yeah. played outside the hockey. What yeah. can I do? Well, it's not hockey, but yeah. hey, I can play in the very first veteran yeah. lacrosse game well, for veterans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Nowhere close to... I, the light bulb came on <laughs> in my head, but then once again, a dozen other people picked it up and ran with it. You know, I just... It just came together, and, and fortunately enough, those of us who have put on the event in Ken and Dagua in the summertime, every single one of them, as soon as I said, why don't we play a halftime game at the Nighthawks, you know, everybody invariably said, what a great idea, how can I help? So it wasn't as hard as it looked. So we kind of got our name out there. Got our name out yeah. there, and so. it's very—it's a very local thing. But yep. um, for me, you know, and probably for a lot of the Flower City Warriors, you know, to play in front of fans. Yeah. Right? You know, that's yeah. that's always kind of been our. You know, we all joined the military because we weren't good enough to play hockey yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. But hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Um, we can play in a in a halftime show in yeah. front of three thousand lacrosse fans. And, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. And we got a we got a big you cheer know, at the so end. The, yeah. The, you know. I mean, there was a there was a literally a standing ovation. Yeah. There were a whole we, bunch of people as we came off, as the, we field, came off the field. As we came off the field, and it was like, uh, uh, you know, probably okay. a thousand should, people stood up. Yeah. Should right? I? Should I wave to the crowd here? Should uh, I just should I give a little salute? You know. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll go ahead and do it. I took my helmet off. Yeah. I gave a little salute. Said, you know, kind of thank yeah. you. you know, yeah. I really appreciate that. But yeah, that was a bit of a blur. At that point, all I wanted to do was make sure we got off. Because <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I didn't. Well, I, I didn't want anything to ruin it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. want anything to ruin it. So. Yeah. Well, um, 
I think um, I think we really hit the high points. Right? I, I, th- my, I think, yeah. My, uh, you know, the podcast, I like to keep it at about 30, 35 minutes. We're so, good. So I think, um, okay. you know, this is a good, it's a good talk. It's Thank a very, you, Jim. Very good, Appreciate yeah, it. It's a very, very good talk. Um, yeah. If I can help your program in any other way, let me know what it is, and we'll figure awesome. out a way to do it. Awesome. All so right. before, before I end the podcast, yeah. when is this year's Shootout for Soldiers? This year's for Shootout for Soldiers is July 30th and 31st, 2022, Saturday noon to Sunday noon. Please visit www.shootoutforsoldiers.com forward slash events. Click on Canandaigua and you will get all the details you would ever need about the event. And if you feel so so much up to it, feel free to leave a donation while you're there. Okay, awesome. All right.